Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Good Friday morning. It's a football Friday. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Fellas, we're here. Huge weekend of football. Pac-12 championship game. Keys locked in tonight. Conference championship Friday. Ton of games tomorrow. Then at noon Eastern Sunday, the college football playoff rankings come out. 11 games during the day in the NFL. And then on Sunday night, game number 12, the Giants and the Browns lock in for some incredible football. Speaking of those two, we're asking you this morning, and let's get the fellas' response on this, and then I'll tell you what the ladies and the fellas are thinking. Who needs it more Sunday night? It's more important for the Browns or the Giants. Jay, you're the resident Giant fan. Then we'll get Key's response, and then I'll tell you what all you are thinking about it. Browns, Giants, Sunday night, who needs it more? Also, Zubin, one last tidbit. It's our last show before Christmas, so this is a big-time show. Last hour. Um, finish strong. Finish strong. I, look, I, I think the Browns need to continue to finish strong. I think how you enter the playoffs says a lot about your team. Baker Mayfield has thrown over 300 yards the last two games. He's been playing like he's actually the first pick in the, in the NFL draft. Um, their defense obviously has some questions, but I think this game against the Giants is a regroup game. And look, there's still a, a sliver of me that wonders if the Browns are going to brown it, right? Like, you just you're, you always wonder that about the Browns. And I know this year is different. It seems different, but there's still that small percentage chance. So I think the way they beat a depleted Giants team, no Bradbury is going to be playing. He's on the COVID list. Uh, same with their OC and Jason Garrett. Uh, you have... Daniel Jones, who has hobbled off that hamstring injury. It might be Colt McCoy. They have to win this game to continue to move on towards them reaching their pinnacle, which is a team that I think can actually challenge the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, it, it, uh, Christmas is Christmas time, and Christmas is coming early, five, five days early. It could be four days early, depending on if you open up your gifts on Christmas Eve or you open them up on Christmas. But – the Cleveland Brown fans will be opening up their Christmas gift. This is where I'm going on the 20th because they will get their 10th win. And they haven't had one Zubin since 2007. They haven't had a 10 win season since 2007. So when you ask importance, the Cleveland Browns, it's important for Cleveland to get that win. They've been sitting around waiting to get to 10 for 10 weeks now. Nah, just kidding. They've been waiting to get around, you know, to get that win. Now they finally have an opportunity going up against a Giants team that is somewhat depleted. Potentially, Colt McCoy is the starter. You're not going to see the same Colt McCoy that you saw against the Seahawks. You're not going to see that same Giant team. There's just no way that they're not even close to being better than the Cleveland Browns. So I'm looking forward to Cleveland winning the football game, getting their 10th win and celebrating it as a Christmas gift to their fans in Cleveland. Long-awaited Christmas gift, that is for sure. No regifting on that one. You get that win, you keep it. We should. Yeah, I'm mention. a regifter though, Zubin. Are you? Uh, absolutely. What's if the you, worst? Quick, quickly. What's the worst thing somebody's ever gotten you that you passed off to somebody else? If you're not unfam- if you're not familiar with regifting, it's it's more about the duplicates. It's more about getting the same thing multiple times. I've had things given to me four or five times. So at the end of the day, I might package that up and get that to you for your birthday. All right, so, so I'm forewarned. Wait, so you're giving it to somebody else in your own family? Or are you giving it to yeah, like a – Who am I? I don't mind regifting hey, for, hey. for friends and for people that you don't know. You can't regift for your own kids, Key. Come no, on, man. No, not the kids. No, not kids. I'm talking about like to you. Like I might give you and Zubin something that I had, you know, that your birthdays come up in February or, or March and may be sitting 
in the storage closet and, hey, you know what? Rather than buy it, hey, let's give that to Jay Will. What's the difference? Man, Zoom, you know this man don't even know our birthdays. Key. I don't. I don't know your birthday. No, I do not. We should mention Key's probably got enough in the bank account to not re-gift. Hey, he can definitely hey, go buy. Hey, 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 hey. Got to keep the gift in mint condition, too, because if there's any wear or tear on it, that's the dead giveaway. It's a re-gift. So Jay and Key. No, Wayne. it was just messed up in delivery while it was packaged. You know what I mean? No, the FedEx messed it up. That wasn't me. Crush Zubin, a package you know, this year. And Zubin, you know you re-gift. You know you do. I can neither confirm nor deny I can neither confirm nor deny. So what do you guys think? Do you think the fellas and the ladies think it's more important for the Browns or the Giants? You guys weighed in. Jay obviously said uh, the Browns, which is interesting, of course, since he's a Giant fan. It's overwhelming. Is it more important for the Browns or the Giants on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed? What do you think? I think it's, I think it's the Browns. You would both be correct. At Maloney, APA 7, 71%, by the way, going with the Browns. Hit us up on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed. Quote, Brown's hype train has been going a few years now, and this year they finally have a record of wins that they were expected last year or before. Giants have been slugs past few years and low expectations with new judge, or that would be head coach Joe Judge, no Barkley and QB and other gaps. Giants have nothing to prove. What do you think about that? Well, it, look, it, it, I said right. this before, and I may have even said this to you guys on the call when we did our pre-production meeting. Um Joe Judge is a good story. Okay. Yay. They're winning some games. They fought back at one and seven. They, they're they going to end the season on a positive note. That, that's all fine and dandy. But he still has some more to prove over the next couple of years. They've got to get players in there. They've got to turn the organization around, get the stench off of it. That has not been completed yet. For Cleveland – that is being completed. That is in the works. It is very clear. You look at last week's game against the Baltimore Ravens. They fought back from a double-digit deficit, took the lead, and although they lost at the in the end, but you can see that they were playing to win the football game, opposed to playing just to get out of the building like you saw in the last several years as a Cleveland Browns football team. Last year, Freddie Kitchens took them to six wins. Those six wins were not inspiring. That nothing about that was inspiring. What you're seeing in Kevin Stefanski, Baker Mayfield, Jarvis Landry, uh, Chubb, and Hunt, the defensive side of the ball, they look like a different football team. They look way different. The, uh, their approach is different, right? You, you talk about the offseason, you talk about summer camp, you didn't hear one word coming out of Cleveland's training camp at all from nobody, OBJ, Landry, none of, the, none of the people that people criticize about talking too much. They said nothing. So that tells me that this is a different type of organization now led by Andrew Barry, the general manager that came over from the scouting department of the Philadelphia Eagles in his second tenure with the Cleveland Browns. It tells me that Baker Mayfield is slowly growing. Uh, I interviewed Baker a week ago, and I had conversations offline with him, and I could just tell – he was happy where he was at. He was content in getting better, not worried about trying to do another commercial or worrying about appearing on another magazine. His worries was trying to win one game at a time to get to that 10-win mark and also to help that football team get to the playoffs that they haven't been in a very, very long time. Look, Zubin, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I think the Browns have a chance to win the Super Bowl. Wow. I think they have a chance to win a Super I, I think they are a team that could actually, between them and the Bills, could dethrone the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm not saying 
it's a high probability, but there's a sliver of a chance there if they play at a very, very high level, if they can sustain that. Now, whether people believe that or not, that's up to them. But we're not talking about the Giants that way. Nobody's talking about the Giants having a chance to – I mean, granted, they couldn't do that because they're in the NFC. I get it. But nobody's talking about the Giants dethroning a team like the Kansas City Chiefs or even have a chance to win that type of game, right? Um, I'm sitting here telling you that the Browns have the star power if they keep moving forward and getting better to do that. I think the Browns and the Bills have a chance. Man, could you imagine if the Browns were to win a Super Bowl? <laughs> They'd sign everybody lifetime deals. Everybody lifetime deals. I mean, like, could you imagine that? I don't think it'll happen, but a strong playoff run would be impressive, and you build on those sort of things as a young unit. You learn from the mistakes, and when you finally get back to it again, you know how to do it. And I think that that is why I don't feel like the Browns are going to brown it, as Jay Will would say, this time around, I don't think because they don't know what it's like to be on top. They're not bored with success. You see teams that are bored with success in sports, and then all of a sudden there's a slip up. They're still trying to understand what success is. So that's why when they go out there and take care of the Giants and the Jets, and for some reason the Cincinnati Bengals put themselves in position to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers or beat the Pittsburgh Steelers, now you got the Browns looking at an opportunity potentially if Pittsburgh stumbles again against the Colts to win that division. And that's when you start to feel good about your team and your organization. Not that it'll happen, but at least you have that within your sight line. Indeed, and Jay is a little more bullish than you are. And the fact is, if you take a look at the Browns' history, their recent NFL history particularly, then winning the Super Bowl would be one of the biggest stories in NFL history. And, and to Key's point, by the way, uh, you know, if Baker wants to keep making those commercials, they are for progressive insurance, so we're all for that here, for sure. Let's go for it. Well, yeah, we got to pay the bills <laughs> now. Come on, keep the lights on at ESPN, <laughs> baby. Let's go. Progressive. Woo! And I should mention, we're presented by Progressive Insurance, and all of our guests join us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. We're also brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromises. We go straight from A to Z. With a little CFB coming up here in about four minutes from now. Championship weekend, a little NBA, a little alphabet soup. The Rockets expanding trade talks on James Harden. So you know he wants to go to Brooklyn. He said he would go to Philly to reunite with his old GM, Daryl Morey. But there's a bunch of other teams that are kind of putting their toe in the water and maybe saying, I wouldn't mind him, James Harden. Problem is, if Harden isn't willing to send a big-time extension with them, are they going to be wary to give up a haul and then see Harden walk in a couple years? The Rockets do have Harden under control for the next two. The NBA's best insider, Woj, joined us this morning on the show and said if he wants to go to Philly, it will not be simple. I think it's really hard for Houston to do a deal with the Sixers that doesn't include Ben Simmons. And I think where Philly is, they're very careful about putting him in a deal that's not going to get them back more than James Harden. I think if Ben Simmons was going to be in a deal to Houston, it would perhaps have to be even bigger than just James Harden. I'm not sure that's how Houston looks at this. I think they'd like Ben Simmons plus a bunch more assets. So those two teams aren't close. That doesn't mean they won't re-engage here at some point. But I think especially Doc Rivers is very hesitant about breaking up that Simmons Embiid partnership. Jay, what do you make of it? That's why I think James Harden is going to be there for a good month before the Houston Rockets are actually going to be able to vet the right trade scenario. Both teams are very far off. You have the Philadelphia 76ers saying that, hey, if we give up Ben Simmons, we want more back 
for Ben Simmons other than just James Harden. And then you have the Houston Rockets and Raphael Stone saying, that, well, if we give you James Harden, we want more back for James Harden too because he's a pinnacle part of our franchise and we need to continue to grow and establish what our foundation is moving forward after life with James Harden. So, look, I, I think this is going to be a scenario that we're going to continue to talk about. I don't think it's going to take away from the way James Harden plays on the floor. He will continue to be a force but it is known that he doesn't want to be there, and it depends upon when Raphael Stone and company feel like they are up to their ears with James Harden. They want to make a deal, and they'll settle for something. Better get what you can. Stop playing games and get what you can, Jay. We'll see. Jay, how, uh, how difficult do you think it's going to be? Just obviously he doesn't want to be there. He's a pro. They have a good team. He wants out. What's that like on a day-to-day basis? I'm not, I'm not calling him a malcontent because he's not. But when you have a member of the team that just doesn't want to be there and it's all about the team and you're dealing with this day in and day out, what does that do to the fabric of the team? Well, I, I don't think that hurts him on the court. I mean, look, I think James wants the hoop and he wants the ball. Obviously, we saw that in a couple of their preseason games. Um, you know, he, he can still ball with the best of them. I think th- the real question is, you know, are they committed to this style of play? Because once James Harden is gone, they won't be able to play that way anymore. They won't be able to do that or sustain that anymore. This whole shoot a lot of threes and only take layups and no mid-range jump shots um, and really not D up. I, I don't think that world exists anymore. Uh, I don't think it exists now with James Harden being there. I don't think it's going to exist afterwards. Want to quickly mention that if you're looking for a little NBA preseason and Jay's always watching a little bit of hoop tonight, Brooklyn Nets, Boston Celtics, 8 Eastern on ESPN 2, 1030 Eastern tonight on ESPN, the Lakers and the Phoenix Suns with the NBA's regular season beginning, the 75th season beginning on December 22nd. I have that NBA is- countdown tonight, by the way, Zubin. We're kicking it off tonight, my man. Oh, it's all time. right. A little double yeah. dip, a little two-a-days. The old training camp two-a-days for Key. It's Jay's going to do you it. you working and doing something? Oh, come on, man. I had a month off. Please, you just started working. <laughs> Who's working their way to the college football playoff? Somebody give me something, something to believe. The college football playoff on ESPN and ESPN Radio, coming New Year's Day. Man, our next guest is so old, he wasn't a college football playoff national champion. He was a BCS national champion. But again, he did it three times, so that's nothing to sneeze at. It's Barrett Jones, the former Alabama guard, and now working ESPN radio college football analyst. He's going to be up in his ears doing games today and tomorrow. He is all over the place. We're going to talk about Keys Trojans in a second. I know he's got some strong thoughts on them. He's got them on the docket as well. I just want to tailor this question a little bit differently, Barrett. Good morning. It's not who you want to make the playoffs. Give me the headline right now that everybody will be talking about when Reese Davis unveils the four teams Sunday afternoon on ESPN. Who will be the four teams in the college football playoff? Will. Well, what's up, guys? How we doing? Uh, glad to have glad, glad, glad to be on the show. I always get nervous when I, I'm coming into a show and they're talking NBA. I'm like, I just hope they didn't get their analysts reversed. Uh, so I'm glad we changed college football here. Uh, look, I I know that like everyone wants chaos, but my gut tells me this is going to be the year we don't have a lot. Uh, I, I still think it's ultimately probably going to be uh, Notre Dame, Clemson, Alabama, and Ohio State. That's my gut. Uh, but obviously, I, I do I do think the most interesting scenario would be what happens in the ACC championship game. I think Alabama is going to be in regardless uh, whether they win or lose. They've been the most dominant team all year. But when you think about Notre Dame-Clemson, if Clemson, no, no two-loss team has ever made the playoffs. So if Clemson does lose to Notre Dame again, would they still get in or maybe would Texas A&M get in? That's pretty much, to me, the only scenario. Assuming that Ohio State beats Northwestern, which I think they do by at least three touchdowns, 
uh, I, I think it's going to be somewhat of a, a boring day, but a great playoff. So, uh, and I'm ca- calling the Sugar Bowl, so I, I'm jacked about that too. Barrett, what are your expectations for the Alabama-Florida game? Well, look, my expectations are uh, th- that Alabama's going to win by two touchdowns plus. I mean, I think it's hard to watch the tape and not think that. I mean, you know, what, what I say about this game is that there's not many teams out there that are capable of beating Alabama. I do think Florida's one of them. Uh, I think the only way to beat them, uh, if you watch tape from earlier this year against Ole Miss, is to get into a track meet with them. Obviously, Ole Miss didn't beat them, uh, but they got close. Uh, I think Alabama's defense has gotten a lot better since then. Uh, I think they, their offense even has gotten a lot better since then. Uh, but but I, I do think you got to outscore them. you got to catch Alabama on a bad day. Uh, you know, Alabama's a, a far more complete team than Florida. Obviously, they're, defensively, they're, they're much better. And they also run the ball a lot better. But it's possible. It's possible if Florida gets really hot, uh, has an awesome day, creates some turnovers. Uh, you know, championship games can get wacky sometimes. So Florida needs a wacky game for, and some weird stuff to happen. But, I mean, if you ask me what I expect to happen, I expect Alabama to win by two touchdowns plus. What do you feel about the special treatment, and I'll say special treatment, that Ohio State has received from the Big Ten Conference? Well, are you? I, I feel like you're alluding here to the unspecial treatment that the Trojans are getting, <laughs> and I'll be honest, I'm mad about that too. I feel like they're getting some very I, unspecial hey, Barrett, treatment. Hey, Barrett, I, I was going to get – I was going to get there. I wanted to tee it up with this one first. Though. Okay, uh, my, my bad. I, I'm not trying to steal your thunder here. I've I, I listened to the show sometimes, so I know how you're feeling about these issues, man. Uh, look, I think Ohio State's definitely gotten special treatment. But here's the reality I want everyone to remember. I, okay, everyone's going to say it's not fair. It's not fair. It's never really fair, but especially this year, it's not fair. Uh, and it, It's the ultimate apples to oranges year. It's really hard to make it fair. You know, I try to remember the kids. Like, I try to think about – the Ohio State players, it's not their fault uh, that their commissioner decided to pull the plug early and, you know, basically be totally wrong. Like, that's not their fault. Uh, so I do think – do I think they're one of the best four teams? Probably. I will say this about Ohio State. I don't think anyone's really talking about this a- enough. I think it's a severe disadvantage for Ohio State to only play six games. I mean, I, I look at teams, you know, like Clemson, like Alabama, where they were at game five, game six, and where they are now. They've gotten so much better. So – I think it really handicaps their chances that they haven't had time to work things out. They have a lot of young players. They have a bunch of questions defensively. So I don't think it's fair, uh, but I do think they'll make the playoff. But ultimately, I think they'll struggle in the playoff because, again, they haven't had the same kind of experience that these more battle-tested teams have had. Bear, with a team that does have experience, how likely is it that Notre Dame still makes the playoffs if they lose to Clemson? I think it's almost 100%. Uh, You know, I think they're – the number two team in the country. Obviously, they've, they've beaten Clemson. They have uh, maybe the best win. Uh, yeah, I, I think they're going to make the playoff. I mean, I guess I shouldn't say 100%. I'm a math guy, so maybe I'll say 99%. Uh, I, don't really know, I don't really know a scenario that would have to happen. You know, I guess the scenario would be if they got beat by 40 uh, or got beat by a really wide margin, even though the committee, quote-unquote, doesn't take uh, that into, into account. But I think we all know they do. Uh, so if they just come out and look really bad, uh, maybe, you know, A&M gets in over them, but I, I just doubt it. You know, again, I, I know the committee also doesn't look at rematches, uh, but, but they also know in the back of their mind subconsciously that A&M's already played Alabama. And so if they did sneak in, A&M there, in there as the four seed, uh, then they were playing against a team they already lost to three touchdowns plus by. So, uh, they, they, you know, Alabama and Notre Dame has some more appeal to it. I think they would still sneak in probably as the four seed, uh, but maybe even the three, depending on what happens with Ohio State. 
So earlier this week, Kirk Herbstreit came on our show and said that the college football playoff system is broken. Do you think it's broken? And if so, how would you fix it? Oh, that's a complicated question. Uh, and Kirk's a lot smarter than me and, you know, gets paid a lot more than me, too, to think about these things. But he, uh, <laughs> look, uh, I, I think I, I love the college football system, football playoff system. Uh, I love the excitement that the 4-5 creates. I think that's fun. Uh, does it make sense to have five power five conferences uh, in only four spots? Not really. Uh, but but I, I think it, it makes it a lot more fun in that we're always talking about it this time of year. Uh, it creates excitement. Uh, it creates very highly televised games, uh, whereas I, I do think ultimately it probably will move to eight, and that does probably make a little bit more sense. But I do love it. And, look, I also remember how many games it felt like when we played 14 games one year, and now I know they play 15 games if they make it all the way to the national championship. And, you know, I, I do want to stop at some point. And so, uh, look, I, I think in, in the grand scheme, we've learned a lot this year. I hope that in college football we've learned something about scheduling. I think – you know, we actually had a lot of really interesting games this year because we eliminated uh, some of those games that, that aren't that interesting, for lack of a better term, where, you know, everybody's playing two or three basically exhibition games against smaller teams. We've got to get that out of college football. Uh, I think we, this is the time to think about the future. There's, so, there's more viewing options now than there have ever been with, you know, on-demand TV, Netflix, whatever you want to say. Uh, I think if, we're, if we want people to continue watching college football, we have to find a way to make the schedule uh, just as interesting all season long. I thought this was one of the best regular seasons uh, really we've had as far as intrigue and week-in, week-out interesting games. So I hope that uh, I hope that we make those adjustments, and we'll see about the adjustments of the college football playoff as we move forward. That's Barry great. Jones, ESPN Radio College Football Analyst, joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Now to the meat of it, why I really got you. Uh, we got you on <laughs> the show. Time. Yeah, right? I know. I, I want to ask you, though, so – there's this conversation that the Pac-12 conference started too late. The Pac-12 conference is watered down when I believe every single conference has a bunch of dogs in it, um, meaning bad teams. We are playing tonight against Oregon on a Friday night, one day before you see the Big Ten conference championship game. Essentially, we are going to be playing at the same time, 6-0, six, 6-0 and oh, six and oh, if we win, they win. Why is it that SC – isn't getting any of the attention being the only power five undefeated team left outside of Ohio state. Well, it's a great point, Key. And look, I, I once uh, made a bet with a friend that I'm going to be wrong on this year. Obviously it's a weird year. I said that there will never be an undefeated power five team that does not go to the playoff who wins their conference championship. Uh, and we, you know, we might see it this year. Should SC win tonight? And uh, look, I, I, I don't think they necessarily deserve a spot in the playoff, just given the way they've won and, uh, you know, the eye test. And we all hate that. But if you turn on the film, I don't think they're one of the best four teams in the country. I do still think that they are criminally underranked uh, and that they have won all their games. They beat all the teams that have been put in front of them. Uh, they've continued to get better. Look, I talked to Clay Helton last night, and he walked me through just some of the adversity these guys have gone through. I don't think people fully understand the difference between what they went through and maybe – you know, what your average SEC team went through where, you know, they, they basically left on March 20th or something somewhere around there and really didn't start practicing again till like October 9th. So they had a huge break where guys were home, you know, not just working out only and not practicing, but really gone from the facility. Uh, both of these teams had really a lot of Pac-12 teams had that same experience. So, man, that makes it so much harder when you lose, you know, that continuity 
and you have guys that are literally home. Now, I'm sure a lot of guys worked out on their own, but they're probably, you know, Key, there's probably some that didn't do a whole lot. And so, you know, you're kind of behind the eight ball when you got guys like that. And so the job that Clay Helton has done of keeping these guys together and, again, winning all the games that have been put before them, I think it's outstanding. And, look, uh, I think there's, it's, there's two great stories tonight. But, man, it, it would be a great just the way that Clay Helton has righted the ship. Recruiting rankings are way back up in those again. you got to take your hat off to him because he, he dealt with a lot of adversity, not only with coronavirus but also with his job uh, this offseason. Uh, and should he be able to cap this thing off and probably ultimately make it to the Fiesta Bowl and, and if he were to win that, that would be a heck of a season, all things considered. There's no doubt about it. We should mention that the last Pac-12 team to make the playoff was Washington in 2016. That was supposed to be USC's opponent tonight, but they're out. Oregon is in, and we will see you on the radio or listen to you on the radio throughout bowl season. Thank you, Barrett. All right, Barrett. All right, hey, who, who, did they, who did Washington play in 2016, you remember? Alabama. They played Bama. So, so don't forget, Key. I mean, all, it doesn't matter if y'all get there or not. You're always going to get thumped by uh, – Bye, Bama. So you're not, Bye, you're not make it all. Wow. Bye. Bye-bye. Wow. <laughs> you got the parting shot in. That's, no, that's for my sure. guy, man. He's my guy. He's a great guy on and off the field. One of the best student athletes embodying both terms. On the way. Family guy. <laughs> Family guy. Jay will or Jay won't with the Power 5 plus one conference championship games. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Let's get the cash going. This is a special edition of Jay Will or Jay Won't. This is the college football championship weekend edition of Jay Will or Jay Won't. And let's begin with Ohio State versus Northwestern. That'll be Northwestern and Ohio State tomorrow noon Eastern on Fox. Jay, Ohio State is a 20-point favorite. This is the second time in three years they are meeting in the Big Ten title tilt here. I'm taking OSU on this one, Zubin. Look, I don't think Northwestern has seen the speed on either side of the ball that Ohio State has. I think Justin out, they proved to the committee that, hey, I know you guys gave us a six game essentially uh, here with allowing us to be in this uh, scenario in the first place, but I think they win it big just to prove it and stick it to everybody else. It's good that the fighting Reese Davis is being <laughs> talked about, but it's, 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 you know, come on, man. It's Ohio State versus Northwestern. It's not going to happen. They, they had a good run. Fitzy's done an amazing job of coaching his team in his tenure, but Ohio State is too much for them. Notre Dame versus Clemson. And this is the ACC championship game presented by Subway for Eastern on ABC. I know this sort of has like a primetime billing because of the two teams involved, the first game, all that. But remember, Saturday afternoon for Eastern on your local ABC station, Okay, this is a big number, Jay. Notre Dame, a 10-and-a-half-point underdog. 
I'm taking the 10 and a half points with the Irish. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I mean, look, DJU, I still can't say this guy's name. It's incredible. <laughs> I will learn. I will continue to work on it during the Christmas holiday break. But the fact that he threw for 300-plus yards and they still uh, look, they still lost that game. I, I think even having Trevor Lawrence in this scenario, it's going to be a close game. I still think Clemson wins. But, look, I'm going to put some respect on Ian Book's name. He's 30-3 and three mm. as a starter. 30-3. and three. Let's put some respect on the Irish here. Well, here's what I would say. Neutral site. Uh, Trevor Lawrence back in the building. They're going to beat the brakes off Notre Dame. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked if they beat Notre Dame by 21 points, man. Wow. I wouldn't be shocked at all, period. Well, Key, you also said before that you didn't think there was a difference in having Trevor Lawrence uh, there for DJU when they played the game Well, I ain't originally. saying that now. Now, uh, now, you're, now you're changing different. my mind. Uh, yeah, I'm difficult. changing my mind, Jay. You're changing yes, my mind very quickly. I'm changing it. You go ahead and pick yours. I'll pick mine. I picked Clemson to win. I, I'm taking the Irish on the points. Alabama versus Florida. Real quick, DJ Uyangalale. J-Star working ah, on it. Go. He's next. Ah. Uyangalale. And Ian Book, Notre Dame's all-time winning as quarterback. Think about that. I mean, Montana and all the guys that have been there, all-time winning as quarterback. SEC championship game. Alabama, Florida, Saturday night, 8 Eastern on CBS. Florida. Getting Jay 17 and a half. Roll tide. I'm taking Alabama. I think Alabama's wide receivers are going to be a matchup problem for Florida secondary. Um, this Florida team is taking some wild spills. I, I think the way they came off that game against LSU, man, I just I don't see anybody really competing with Alabama for a national championship, yet alone Florida in this one. Even FPI has them an 89% chance to win. I think they win this one. Hands down, pretty easily. I would say the same thing. I think that they win this one going away. Steve Sarkeesian, best offensive coordinator in college football, dialing it up left and right. Nick Saban owns the Florida Gators. And it's just it's one of those situations. Florida has too much for them. It's like Ohio State to a degree against Northwestern. It's just too much. Plug and play with those guys. Iowa State versus Oklahoma. Key, you know I love the Iowa State Cyclones looking for their first conference championship since 1912. They already beat Oklahoma in the regular season. It's the Dr. Pepper Big 12 championship game Saturday at noon Eastern on your local ABC station with Iowa State with a win in hand, Jay, over Oklahoma is a five-and-a-half point Saturday underdog. I'll take the points on this one. I'll take the five-and-a-half points. I think this one's going to be really close. Now, I know OU didn't look that good against Baylor. They looked a little bit shaky. But Iowa State, I think, has played tough all season long, Zubin. I'm with you. A pretty balanced attack offensively. I would take the points. It'll be great to see Iowa State send Coach Campbell off with a victory to his next destination because he's certainly going to have many opportunities when the season is over. But I think Oklahoma, a second time around, would be too much for them. I think Oklahoma covers. USC versus Oregon. By the way, Matt Campbell, the Big 12 Coach of the Year for the third time in four years. They won eight combined games in the three years before he got there. And now, maybe Big 12 champions. Here we go. The Pac-12 championship game. The Oregon Ducks against Keys Trojans tonight, 8 Eastern on Fox. SC is a three-point favorite. Jay, I think it's only fair. Let's keep, let Key go first on this one, right? Well, well I, I, yeah, go, Jay Pete. can go ahead and do his deal. I'm following Jay. All okay, right, Jay. So you. Look, it's a reality in this world that Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, our family shows nepotism, 
is together. We are a unit. I ride with Keyshawn in this one. I think that USC, obviously, they're 5-0. He had a huge comeback win over UCLA. 20 points in that fourth quarter, Key. Look, man, I'm taking you guys. My answer, you guys give me a win. Give me my money, Key. Let's go. It, it'll be interesting in this football game because we've had some struggles this season, but we pulled through. It's also interesting that our athletic director didn't really politic or stand on the table to talk about USC not necessarily playing in the Final Four in the in the college championship series, but being a part of the real conversation on whether or not they're ranked too low. With that being said, I look to Coach Cristobal at Oregon. He's done a good job up there. Now his name is surfacing amongst some good opportunities in college football like Auburn and the SEC. Is his focus on the Pac-12 championship or is his focus on that job that he could potentially have in Alabama at Auburn University? With that all being said, my Trojans cover and then some. That's tonight at 8 Eastern on Fox. And we should say Mike Bone did politic, but oddly he was politicking for Ohio State. We'll never understand that one. Little breaking news from the NFL, fellas. This according to Adam Schefter. Drew Brees will be the Saints quarterback this Sunday when they welcome the Kansas City Chiefs to town. Giant game in the NFL. Kansas City at New Orleans. I knew something. Indeed. The Saints believe he's fully healthy and doctors have cleared him to play his return from IR and the 11 fractured ribs. On the way... This is a team that's looking for its starting quarterback for the last five years. And tomorrow, they could get bit by the guy they should have drafted. That's on the way. Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin rolls back. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. One more thing before I let you go from the NFL, then we'll get to the smart picks in sports and in movies with one of the most acclaimed directors in modern times. Bills are going to play the Broncos tomorrow, 4.30 Eastern. You can see the game on the NFL Network. They'll play it in Denver. And if Josh Allen goes into Denver and wins, the Bills are in the playoffs. They're essentially going to have the AFC East to themselves. It's just a matter of time. I want to quickly mention that since Peyton Manning retired, the Broncos have not made the playoffs. They've not played in a single playoff game since Super Bowl 50. At the 2018 Senior Bowl, Senior Bowl opportunities for the guys that are running out of eligibility to get in front of NFL scouts and NFL coaches. The 2018 Senior Bowl, Baker Mayfield and Josh Allen were both coached by the Denver Broncos coaching staff. So the Broncos had an up-close and personal look at Josh Allen. Elway had the howitzer. 
Allen had the howitzer. Big arms, right? Big arm guys love big arm guys. And they had a whole week, granted this was a different coaching staff, to deal with Josh Allen. But the front office was the same. They passed on Josh Allen. The Bills did not. The Bills are going to win the AFC East at some point here for the first time in 25 years, and it could come within hours. Meanwhile, the Broncos are still scuffling and trying to figure out if Drew Locke, who they picked in the second round, is going to be their guy. I think Buffalo knows Josh Allen is their guy, and they hope he will be the next Jim Kelly. And even Jim Kelly hopes Josh Allen will be the next Jim Kelly. It's a big storyline to watch tomorrow. Everybody will be celebrating Buffalo, but keep an eye on what the Bills could do and what the Broncos maybe could have had let's go to the smart picks brought to you by red box fellas quickly the smart picks in sports and then director takes center stage key your smart pick in sports yeah, come on man i'm taking usc it's easy that, that's <laughs> I, I can go another direction if you like me to just so i don't take usc but i'm taking usc and then for for pro football sakes just i'll, I'll take the denver broncos upsetting the buffalo bills jay i'll go with Clemson uh, over Notre Dame. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think it's going to be a really close game. By the way, I think Notre Dame gets the points. Um, and then I'll go. I'll st- I'm still taking Kansas City over the Saints, even with Drew Brees coming back and being healthy. All right. So the points, Notre Dame getting 10 and a half. And right now it's New Orleans plus three. But maybe that line will change since Drew Brees is now back, according to Adam Schefter. He'll start Mahomes, Brees, appointment viewing for all football fans across our great country on Sunday. It's easy to go with Tiger and Charlie Woods. They'll be playing together in a father-son event, but I'm going to go with Gonzaga and Iowa College Basketball noon Eastern tomorrow on CBS. It's Iowa's biggest game in years. It's a top three matchup. Gonzaga has been on the shelf with COVID, so this is their first game back. It's too early for March Madness, but we'll get a little uh, dazzling December tomorrow. Iowa Gonzaga, gigantic game tomorrow in college hoops. At at least I could Pick Gonzaga now, Zubin. Right. They're finally back, and we can go with the Zags, the number one team in the country. All right, here we go. The smart picks on Redbox. We're talking about our favorite Christopher Nolan movies. The latest is Tenant, which is now new at Redbox from the Academy Award-winning director Christopher Nolan. Good Did movie. Inception, yeah, starring John David Washington, Denzel's son from Black Klansman, who plays a special agent in the not-so-distant future, who uses the latest advancements in time travel and human evolution to change his present as rival nations five for global supremacy. That seems like something Christopher Nolan would do, but he's got an acclaimed list of movies. Fellas, your favorite Christopher Nolan movie? I'll tell you if it's on Redbox to watch anytime you want. Um, I'll, I'll go with Inception, Zubin. I love, I love Inception. It just there's something about that movie, watching the way it just kind of keeps you on your toes. And then at the end, not to ruin it for people who haven't seen it, but to still see the little piece just still spinning makes you wonder, man, he's still not out of this place, or is he, or where is he? Uh, I just thought it was an incredible movie. I'd say The Dark Knight for me. Um, I mean, I, I just, you know. I, I like it. I like everything about it. Um, anytime you can, you grow up with that whole Batman sort of situation, and then you segue into, you know, uh, where it is today. It's one of the. You know, I can I can watch it now if it just happens to be on my television with no problem at all. I couldn't agree with you more. He's got three that are on the box, by the way. Inception is on the box, so go for it there. Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, The Dark Knight Rises. We're all old enough to remember Michael Keaton playing Batman in the first one back in 1989. Yeah, that, was that was a different one, though. <laughs> why, why does he always talk like that in the, in the Dark Knight, though? He's like, oh, no, no, no. it's always like the, the grumpy old voice. What's so funny? 
Indeed. I will mention I'm a big history guy. Uh, so Dunkirk is also on there. That's a great, great historical movie. film. So all of them are on there. Again, any of those movies that the fellas mentioned, all on Redbox to watch anytime you want. A reminder to watch new movies and top entertainment, plus try free live TV on Redbox with over 80 channels of news, TV shows, viral videos, and more. Jay mentioned it here as we roll upon our final minute and a half. This is going to be our final show. We'll see everybody together again in 2021. Fellas, want to miss you. We ain't going nowhere, man. We're here to stay. Yeah, we're here to stay. want to wish you both a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Anything for our uh, nation out there that's hopefully enjoyed being with us every single weekday morning since August? Just just stay safe during the holiday holidays and, and Merry Christmas and, and keep your distance six feet and wear your mask. Wear your damn mask. That's number one. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Drink a lot of eggnog. Enjoy the time with the family. Can never get it back. If there's one thing that I think we've all learned throughout this pandemic is uh, – no, we all love to work. We all love our job, but family is extremely, extremely important. Cherish it. Great. Well said. Priority over pigskin. But uh, with that said, pigskin still pretty important because we got Keys Trojans tonight, Pac-12 championship game, and then we got a slew of conference championship games on Saturday. That'll whet the appetite for Sunday, noon Eastern. Be parked in front of your television or busted out on the ESPN app. The college football playoff rankings will be revealed Will it be laced with controversy? Will it not be? According to Barrett Jones, the Alabama guard who joined us earlier, he said it's going to be pretty much chalk. We'll find out. Where will the Buckeyes be? And then a dozen NFL games capped by the Saints and the Chiefs. And then at night with the Browns and the Giants. Jay, take us to break there. There you go. Merry Christmas. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio.